This is episode number 17 on the Follow Your Flow podcast. This episode is brought to you by my Cycle Wise Parents online course. This is a six-week, fully comprehensive, flexible course for parents, carers, grandparents, teachers, and anyone with young people in their lives. It's addressing the questions I get asked all the time. How do you talk to children about periods? When is the right time to do it? And how to do it without feeling so embarrassed? In the CycleWise Parents course, we go deep into the necessary re-education on menstruation because this is where it needs to start. During the six weeks, you'll receive a new video lesson each week to watch in your own time and then a live Q&A each week where you can ask questions and have the opportunity to share with fellow course attendees. The course platform also allows for discussion under each individual lesson should you choose to engage with me or others on participating in the course. The content in this course is rich and wholesome as all period education should be. There are two intakes for the course every year with the latest one at the time of recording this set to begin on Wednesday the 16th of June. So head over to the website to find out more details on how to register. Spaces are going to be limited. So here we are at episode 17. I have 20 plus years experience working in the field of complementary medicine and that has naturally shifted its way into girls and women's health. So I have a lot to share on this topic and it's a topic that is is very, very close to my heart. So let's take a look at what you need to know to feel okay, to feel confident and to feel at ease when talking to girls and boys about periods. This is an episode for everyone. So all the dads out there, listen in, grandparents, aunties, uncles, it's for all of you. Guess what? You do not need to feel embarrassed, uncomfortable or weird when talking about periods. We all know how unnatural it feels to talk about something that is so very natural, but has been made out to be an issue, a problem, an inconvenience or something that needs hiding, managing, or perhaps even eliminating altogether. So let's go there together and take a look at this in a bit more detail. Here we go on episode 17. You're listening to Follow Your Flow, your podcast on all things women's health, menstruation, and fertility. Your host, fertility awareness educator, women's health practitioner, and lover of all things health and healing, brings her wealth of experience, along with the real experiences of women and the expertise of health professionals. If you're looking for real and insightful conversations with real women, along with inspiring and lasting ways to improve your health, then you've come to the right place. Here's your host on Follow Your Flow, Sarah Harris. So what do you need to know about talking to girls and boys about periods? Now, this is a topic that is very close to my heart. It is one that I believe we need a complete re-education on, hence why I have launched the CycleWise Parents Program 
the PsychoWise Parents course, actually, online course that is now available and ready and open for enrollments if you're listening to this at the time of release. Uh, It will be a course that is going to be available continuously, but it will be, there will be two enrollments every year. So stay tuned for that if you're listening to this post um, the release date of this episode. Okay, so why why is this important? Let's start with that. The reason why I feel this topic is so important is because if we don't really look at this as parents and carers of an adult and adults, you know, just in general of children, then we are inadvertently passing on the same message, the same narrative that has been around for a very long time when it comes to periods and menstruation and the female body in general, really. So in order to really address that, we need to look at what is our own relationship with that. So that's what we're going to talk about today on this episode. We're going to look at what uh, why, why talking about periods is still very taboo, even in this day and age. Um, we're going to talk about uh, how to feel confident rather than awkward on this topic and what that has to do with our relationship with periods. Ways to support uh, girls and boys on all things periods and what you didn't know about menstruation. So we're going to talk about those things in this episode to give you an overview of why this topic is so very, very important for all of us. All right, so point number one, why talking about periods is still very taboo. So here we are, it's 2021, and unfortunately, even though there's a lot of uh, sort of changes in the, the menstrual health industry, if we want to call it that, in terms of like, you know, products that are available and also a lot of people talking more about it, Um, there is still unfortunately the taboo around periods is still very much a thing and we live in this modern progressive society and children are growing up still in the fear of menstruation. I mean I was I'm 43 now and I was 12 when I got my period so that's do the math 30 years ago and you know, then I was terrified. You know, I've talked about this before on other episodes. I was terrified to get my period. And I talk to girls today in menstrual health programs that I run, you know, 10, 11 year old girls, and there is still the same thing happening, still the same thing that I could feel was happening to me back at that time when I first got my period to the point where I had, um, I always do an exercise with them where I get them to write down everything, you know, anything and everything about what periods mean to them or anything about what they think periods are about. And I get them to do it unfiltered. I'm like, just don't filter it in any way, just write it all down. And I remember very distinctly, you know, I mean, it's all a very similar theme um, in terms of uncomfortable, I'm going to be humiliated, it's going to be embarrassing, all of those things. Um, but there was one that stood out to me and this this one girl said, 
wrote down, periods should die and my life is going to be ruined for the next 50 years. Now, I spoke to her mom and no one had told her that and her mom doesn't think that. And, you know, my parents never told me, you know, that that periods were bad and it's going to be embarrassing and, and all of these things. But somehow we are receiving that message. You know, somehow that message is, is coming through and seeping into our psyche as children. Um, and very unintentionally, of course, you know, our parents don't set out to do that. And, you know, neither do the, the other adults in our lives. You know, no one sets out to do that intentionally, wanting us to feel uncomfortable about periods. But it seems that inevitably this is what happens and this is what is still happening. When we look at the history of menstruation, we can see this progression of the uh, decimation of something that is so natural and normal for the female body. There have been times when women knew about menstruation and what it offered them, and that was a marker of their overall health. And even on a grander scale, it was something that they understood energetically, whereby it was a way to understand life and who they were as women to connect deeper to those qualities of of themselves as women. The nature of the cycle is such that it was like a teacher of sorts, you know, where women learned about themselves in each phase of the cycle. But unfortunately, we're very far from that today. And throughout the ages, this kind of reverence for the female body has certainly eroded to a point where menstruation was seen and still is in some cultures as inconvenient at the very least you know it's been considered dirty and mysterious and dangerous even and ultimately a curse on women you know we see this explicitly outlined in some religious texts even today so it's not really um surprising that there has been, you know, this, these kinds of thoughts about menstruation when you kind of look at the history and you can see the, the, that sort of shift and change in the way that it's been perceived and what's been said about not only that but about women and their bodies. And, you know, in, in the 20s, we, just to go back a little bit, for women to buy a pad, they had to go into the store and go to the the aisle where the pads were and put the money in the jar so that they could just take the pad. So no one had to be confronted with the fact that that's what they were doing. They didn't have to be confronted and the shopkeeper didn't have to be confronted. So we've definitely certainly come a long way from that, that is for sure. But this veil of shame and humiliation still pervades this social landscape And as much as we don't want it to, it's very much still there and it's being passed down from generation to generation. And the reason it's still there is because we ignore the fact that we haven't completely renounced the way that it has been. You know, we can't, haven't sort of really looked at this miasma of lies around periods and women's bodies and really gone you know that's that's a lie (laughs) and that's not true and okay if that's not true what is true 
And so, you know, we have this coming through our education. It comes through our parents and well-meaning, very well-meaning, all the right words to, to make us feel good about it. But there's a fullness and wholesomeness that is missing because unless they are re-educated themselves about what it's about and come to the actual truth about it and really understand that there's there's something to embrace about a woman's body and her periods, then they're inadvertently carrying that seed. And that then, you know, keeps perpetuating those mistruths and the outright lies that we that we know about menstruation, even when we're not intending to do that. So the re-education is a huge factor and such an important one when it comes to to periods and all things menstruation and all things understanding women's bodies and their reproductive health it's it's really important for us as adults to 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 really get ourselves up to date <laughs> and up to date really means coming right back to the beginning and right back to to the absolute truth of what a woman's body represents and so this then brings us to point number 2 how how do we feel confident rather than awkward on this topic now feeling confident instead of awkward is really just comes back to the same point I just made, which is about re-educating ourselves in a true way. So in a way where we're actually understanding the wonder and magic of the female body and how it works. And it is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. But I certainly didn't feel that when I was growing up. I didn't have anyone around me who was telling me about that, not just telling me, but really, you know, had the, the the livingness behind the words, you know, that that was, this was, that my body was amazing, you know, that my body was intelligent and had a, an intelligence beyond what um, we can understand, you know, physically as well. You know, that that was something that was never imparted to me because, of course, Everyone around me had never had that imparted to them either. The only reason we feel uncomfortable or awkward around it is because we're still tainted. And we could even say that we're still imprisoned by that narrative. We have to really actively free ourselves from this by coming back to a true understanding, like I just said, about you know what, what it's actually about. Once we have this we are far less likely to feel uncomfortable or awkward because we know what's true. We've felt it in our own bodies. It's not just words. It's something we know and something we embody. And the only reason the talk, you know, how people say, you know, when's the right time to have the talk, the only reason that has become a thing is because of the stigma. Without the mistruths permeating our way of thinking, our psyche, there is no talk. Because it becomes a very normal and natural part of life. We don't put aside a particular time to give our children the talk on the fact that they have an arm. That, that's just ridiculous, you know. It's because women's bodies have been so extremely misrepresented. Like, you know, they've been sexualized. They've been, 
used for a, you know mere function and that their bodies are all about just having babies um so you know we kind of have this misrepresentation of what really is going yes yes there are those functions in a woman's body but she is so much more than that my goodness and we've really really sold ourselves short when it comes to understanding this and when we have our own traumas around menstruation or around our body then we have to look at this and we have to be careful not to impose this onto our children you know with our own sort of unresolved traumas or unresolved thoughts and perceptions around the female body and periods and our experiences then we have to be careful that that's not coming through because it doesn't matter what words we say like i said before it comes tainted with that and we can't help it because we still haven't resolved it for ourselves so you could say that in general women have been represented as you know in some ways we see this in in media and we see it in magazines we see it throughout history that women have been represented as dirty mysterious sexual functional when in fact there is a absolute purity of essence in every woman every woman is in fact sacred her body is sacred she is sacred but where do we see this and where are we taught this there is nothing out there advertising well there is there are some things but um very very minimal out there advertising for a woman to honor her body and the fact that she is sacred and that her standards need to reflect this and this is the way to live and this is the way to support yourself and this is your foundation and everything in life should come from this point where where do we see women you know in in our media in in our advertisements showing us that this is you know advertising for this well it certainly doesn't make people money does it you know if we've got women out there advertising the fact that they are in fact sacred because it actually just reminds every other woman and girl that she is that too and she doesn't need to be looking for this that and the other to try and make herself feel good you know anyway little bit of a tangent there um so so to wrap that point up you know the the confidence that we want to have instead of the awkwardness on this topic comes from from us you're going to notice that everything in this podcast because this episode will keep coming back to you (laughs) Uh, but it does it just keeps coming back to us because it is in fact the foundation our relationship with our bodies our relationship with menstruation our relationship with with everything about being a woman is the foundation of what we are going to communicate it's only awkward if we're still tainted by the stigma it's only the talk if there is something separate from if it's something separate from life our bodies aren't separate from life a woman's body is not separate from life periods themselves and bleeding is not separate from life it is part of a woman's life and something that needs to be honored as such and yes it is a very sensitive topic but It's not sensitive 
We have to be careful that we don't come at it as a sensitive and delicate topic coming from the lies. It's delicate and sensitive coming from the sacredness of a woman. And that's where we want to get to. But, but like I said, we have to know that for ourselves first, or at least have a developing relationship with that for ourselves. You know, there's, there's certainly no perfection here whatsoever. Okay, so how do we support kids? How do we support the, our children um, with this? So a couple of points uh, that I will make is that one is to bring dads in. Dads, do not withdraw. You know, this again comes from the tainting of women and also the tainting of men. You know, dads in a very well-meaning way tend to withdraw a little bit as their as their daughter develops and, and goes through puberty and you know he he it's like he feels the uncomfortableness of that because of his own lens that he's looking at that through you know he's looking at the lens looking through the lens of the misrepresentation of women the sexualization of women the lies about periods, the fact that he wasn't supported to understand periods or menstruation or understand anything that was going on for women during that time through the lens perhaps that women are mysterious and complicated and that he doesn't understand. When all of that is, again, a lens, you know, it's coming through his experiences and trauma that have been fed by this miasma of lies that I keep talking about. So it's really important for, for men as well to, to, to start re-educating themselves and bringing themselves to a point of, um, not even to a point, a continued developing relationship with understanding themselves and working through those experiences, but also understanding and appreciating women for who they truly are, what they truly are, you know, and what they represent. I have a recent blog on that. You can go check that out over on the website. So again, that comes back to just men and women and any carers or adults in young people's lives. Learn about your own body. Work with and clear any of your own hidden traumas around this topic. You know, it may not be huge. It may just be you know, something, small experiences that you've kind of just tucked away, but bring them up and out and be honest and open about it. And, and that's another thing, talk to and share these experiences with your children. You know, once they're resolved in you to some degree, it's great to share them as an observation and then to what you've come to now and what you've learned. You know, kids love that level of transparency with their parents. I know my son always just really lapped that up and still does, you know, when I, when I really share from that point of um, just being really open and transparent. The next one, the next point is use correct terminology. So start from the beginning, you know, using correct terminology for the anatomy of the female body. There are, and if you, you know, didn't start from the beginning, you can start now. Uh, you know, a vulva is a vulva. If you don't know the difference between a vulva and vagina, look it up. And uterus, ovaries, use correct terminology 
And this then helps girls and children in general to understand that their bodies are their bodies and they are not something to be ashamed about. They don't have to use names that pretend they're saying something else. You know, they they can use the exact terminology for what the body part is representing. And look, you know, there are no rules for this. There's everybody is going to have their own way and that is really what it's about. You know, you've got, it's your relationship with your children. It's your relationship with your own body. So you need to feel your way through this. And the more normal and natural you make the topic of periods and the appreciation and honoring of the female body, then that becomes your foundation. So it doesn't become a hard thing to do and it doesn't have to become this separate thing that has to be done because, like I said before, it's, um, it's, a part of, it's just a part of your life. All right, now a few points about menstruation, what you didn't know, what you didn't know about menstruation that you should know. <laughs> and these are really great points to, uh, and there's so many more, but great points to be aware of when you're talking to young people about periods and they will have lots of questions. <laughs> it's good to be able to answer some of them if you can. Uh, so a woman's cycle is not always 28 days. So I've said this in other episodes as well, but the 28-day myth is a big one that has been cemented by the use of the contraceptive pill that was manufactured to be 28 days so that women would think that they were having a period cycling, naturally cycling when they are in fact not doing any such thing. So 28 days, a woman's cycle is very personal, it's very unique, and it's always communicating to her. It's never wrong, never, never wrong. And that's something that we are taught to think, that our bodies are always doing something wrong. It is never wrong. It's always representing something. It's always telling you something, communicating something. And that something might be that you need to make some adjustments, but it's never wrong. It's always correct. She doesn't always ovulate on day 14. This is another complete and utter myth. Uh, we need to know the, well, the only way to know uh, when you're ovulating is really through the observation of your cervical mucus. And the cervical mucus is something that is very healthy. It's very normal. Girls need to know this. They need to know that cervical mucus is the main part of their cycle, that it is actually the period wouldn't happen without it. They need to know about cervical mucus and how incredible it is. And I have lots of information, blogs and things on cervical mucus and there'll be many more to come. So check those out or, you know, ask me uh, in an email or anything. I will gladly share with you everything I know about cervical mucus because it is because it is fascinating and I thought there was something wrong with me um, I thought it was disgusting I thought oh my god what is this stuff on my undies had no idea so girls need to know this there's only six days that a woman in her cycle a girl woman 
in her cycle is actually fertile for. So I don't know about others, but I thought I was potentially fertile every single day of my cycle. You know, I was taught to fear my cycle and to fear, you know, the fact that I might get pregnant. Even when I wasn't even sexually active, I thought that I could get pregnant. <laughs> I thought it was just some magical thing that, you know, could happen. But just, um, yeah, only fertile for six days. The egg is only alive for 24 hours, if not less. So all these amazing things that we don't have emphasis on to know that they're amazing. Um, and we also have emphasis on the fact that our cycle is about fertility. It's about having babies. Girls need to know that their cycle, yes, they need to know that, of course, but they need to know that their menstrual cycle or ovulation cycle, we could probably more truthfully call it, is a reflection of their overall health. It's something that supports them in many, many, many ways. The hormones that are made during their cycle are used for over 400 physiological functions in the body, and they are incredibly important for our mental health. Why didn't I know that as I was growing up? You know, why didn't I know that I needed my hormones and that taking the pill was actually going to squash my hormones? Then I could have made a decision about whether that was a good choice for me and weighed up all my options, but I didn't have that option because I didn't know. Yeah, so girls need to know everything. Lay it out on the table. Let's look at what's really going on. Let's look at everything that's going on with the hormones. Let's look at how the cycle actually works from beginning to end. And there is no beginning and end really because it's a cycle. But looking at every detail of it and having a relationship with it, this is foundational, this is life foundational skills, you know, that we really all should know. Hence why the American College of um, Obstetrics and Gynecology, ACOG, which was also backed up by the American Academy of Pediatrics, said that we need to be educating girls on the fact that their period is a vital sign. It's their fifth vital sign. So that even the science is telling us, you know, how important this is. So it's, um, it's incredibly important that girls understand what this, what their body is communicating and what everything means and why, why it's such an important part of their health. When we actually have a relationship with our cycle and, and, and when we go to that next step and actually chart our cycle, we can learn so much about what's going on in our body and then really bring that into partnership with medical professionals. You know, we can, we can see on a chart what's actually going on with our stress levels. We can see the hormone levels on our chart by observing the biomarkers such as uh, cervical mucus and cervical position even and also basal body temperature. You know, we can, and, and even by how we feel throughout each part of the cycle, all of this is really important information for us to be empowered in our own health and in our own understanding of our body so that we're not giving our power away to medical professionals. We're working with them and that's the way it should be. It's our body. We know it better than anyone. So let's encourage 
girls to do this and have that relationship first and foremost before any drugs or anything else. Let's start with the foundation first and then go to whatever's needed from there. So yeah, overall, really girls, they have to have a relationship with their body. How many times have I said that in this episode? They need to know that there is an incredible intelligence in their body and in their cycle that is there to support them on so many levels. It is not working against them. It is there to support them. And yes, it is a delicate and sensitive topic, as I said before, but we need to, we need it to be this way in honor of the delicateness and the sensitivity of girls and women, not because it is something to be afraid of or because we're infected by the poisonous lies that infiltrate the topic of periods. So I am going to leave it there that that was covering the topics on why talking about periods is still very taboo, how to feel confident rather than awkward on this topic, and ways to support girls and boys on all things periods and what you didn't know about menstruation. And a bit of a common theme there you'll notice was that it very often, if not always, comes back to you as the as the adult, as the carer, as the parent, as the grandparent, as the auntie, the uncle, friend, whoever it is, it comes back to your relationship with all of these things. And and this is exactly what the CycleWise Parents course covers. So check it out if you would like to know more and if you would like to to really go there and deepen your relationship with all things periods and menstruation. We go into these topics in great detail. It's a very comprehensive, interactive and flexible course to suit everyone, really. (laughs) So thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Follow Your Flow podcast. If you like the content on this show, please share with your friends. Um, Also subscribe on iTunes particularly and give a rating and a review on iTunes. That's always super, super helpful to get this podcast out there. And I look forward to being in touch with the next episode. You're listening to Follow Your Flow podcast with Sarah Harris. Subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and get in touch. All details on www.followyourflow.com.au slash podcast.